Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey, folks. Bless you. Glad you're listening today. If you listened yesterday, uh, I don't know if I should apologize or what, but it was we were just hodgepodge. And the boys were being the boys, and, and we had fun, and I hope you had fun with us because, you know, we need to have a little bit of fun in life. But today we're going to get on talking about the words of Jesus. I've been talking about that. And for you that did not hear yesterday, I have Pastor Don Bertelson, uh, Pastor Max Buchanan, and Pastor Dewey Alger in studio with me. They're all on staff with me at Cloverdale Church of God. God, and uh, very thrilled to have them. Just a little background. Uh, pastor Don has been my friend for over 20 years, a pastor at Oregon Trail Church of God for years, and been over with me now for several and runs our seniors group. And Pastor Max is, is my longtime guy now. He's the youngest, but he's uh, been with me almost six years as a youth pastor and soon to probably be a, a, in the associate role. And then uh, Pastor Dewey Alger was my a youth pastor back in the 90s, but now is my children's pastor here. And long story, a long way around with a lot of different roles in churches, and so glad to have him with us. So got a great staff, and then Dee is our worship director, and she's she's back holding the fort down with my wife in the office. So anyway, we're glad that you tuned in today. Well, guys, you know we've been talking about the words of Jesus, and that's the, the message we're going to be sharing for several months at our church And I think this is sermon like three that we're going to talk about. And, of course, we're not going to do it in real sermon form since I have you here to help discuss. I've got these great spiritual giants here. These guys are, honestly, they love Jesus so deeply, and they have so much education that it's just great to be able to hear them, and they love Jesus uh, with all their heart. But as we continue down the road to Jesus' words, we see him teaching the importance of accountability in each of our lives. Each one of us will give an account for our lives to him. Now, I don't know about you guys growing up. My my dad and mom held me pretty accountable to, to obedience and to living a life that was, they can't control everything you do, but they certainly did their part to encourage me to make good decisions. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean, my dad was a police officer and worked for the FBI. So you can imagine discipline around our house. <laughs> it's no light task. And now your mom, she's on staff at... Yeah, my mom works at a church in California. Yeah, yeah. she kind of runs things over there, yeah. actually. And so that's interesting. And how about your growing up? I knew your parents, yeah. Dewey, and fine Christian people. Yeah, my mom was a pianist for Ontario First Church in Nazarene. So first in and last out um, for my sister and I. And loved going to church and just kind of grew up in it, so... And Don, and you, and Don, did, you have a whole different story. Yeah, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but I had a, a father who was a good example for me, and and you know set the uh, that respect and obedience was part of the things. And when I got out of line, um, I was put back in line. Yeah, and you were you're from East LA, and yep. you were around a lot of gangs, and such I heard. Yep, we grew up in in certain one of the areas there, and yep, sometimes you had to watch when you walked home from school, and and what areas to go and what areas not to go. So it was a different experience for me. Yeah, but so accountability has been important for all of us. But understanding reality is very important for us, and understanding it's not about what we get in this world that matters. It's about having faith in Jesus. Christ that matters is what's important, and, you know, he wants to set up our lives. And we hear, here's the first verse we're going to share uh, from Jesus in Luke chapter 9, verse 25. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self, or the other passage says their soul? 
Mm-hmm. And he goes on the next verse to say this, if man is ashamed of me, then I will be ashamed of him on that important day. You see, we live in a want, want world, and I have to have, I got to have this in the world. Why, we might ask, because we can. We can have anything we want in the United States of America and almost anything that pleases us. But that's, that's the worlds of Jesus. What good is it for you to put your life around the material world and let Jesus stay out in the cold? The higher you want to climb, the more you must be accountable. So, you know, we think about the world. You guys have been around, too, and, and seeing that the world, the things of the world are so important. The want, the desires to have nice things. We're a little spoiled in the United States of America. How many of you guys have been on mission trips? I have. All of you have been on mission trips. Any of you ever gone to any, like, real poor areas? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've gone in the states and out of the states. I've been you know on the streets of San Francisco, Los Angeles, Seattle, um, which are some of my favorite things to see. And even here locally in Boise, we we are at the rescue. The youth go to the rescue mission once a month. Um, but I've also been to like the middle of nowhere, Papua New Guinea, uh, where it's like grass huts and that sort of vibe. And so com- two completely different spectrums. But it's crazy how hurting people are hurting people, and lost people are lost people. Well, you know, in, in most of those places, they're not. Uh they're not relying on material things. I, I've been in, in Mexico and places that they had dirt floors and yeah. the homes had dirt floors and trash was out on the, in the front on the ground and uh, just, and they, they seemed happy. Mm-hmm. The people seemed happy. One thing that really touched my life years ago, I went to this um, Mexican church out there and it was a very poor church, but the guy, I think his name's Pablo. He was a great guy and, and they just got back from a mission trip. I said, where'd you go to a mission trip to? Southern Mexico. I said, why did you go there? He said, oh, they're really poor. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> they're more, I, I thought to myself, they're more poor than, oh, they're really poor. He says, you, you know, we wanted to help the poor people. Yeah. And so it's a matter of perspective. I mean. Uh, I don't think we understand being poor in our uh-huh. own. What we lose or what we, you know, I get upset if the cable don't work and I can't watch my yeah. football game, you know. And yeah, same people here. That, Oh, and you look at what you get upset over. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said that because, you know, this this during one of the cold spells, all of a sudden things kind of froze a little bit. And my my uh, d- dish TV says uh, lost lost connection. What do you mean a lost connection? Yeah. You know, I want to get out and crawl down the roof and get that connection back. Yeah, running all over, grabbing the inter- the little remote and you're throwing it across trying to get yeah. it to work. And- <laughs> or learning a little more about this scripture with this uh, pandemic going on. What good is from to gain the whole world yet losing four for their soul? Because we're learning to live without things, and suddenly things are changing a whole bunch. But you know, I, I mentioned this last line. I said the the higher you want to climb, the more you must be accountable. The first step in being accountable is discovering who you want to be and declaring what you want your life to represent. If Jesus is in the center of that, then your life needs to reflect that. How far are you willing to climb to be closer to Jesus? For example. You know, if I want to go climb a hill in the neighborhood or round out back in the sage dress back in CUNA, I, it doesn't take much because they're very small. And I, I know even in my lousy shape, I can climb it. I don't have to take a sack lunch or whatever it is to make it or uh, or a ski mask or not ski mask, oxygen mask. Yeah, ski mask. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing with that ski mask? <laughs> That's kind of what Max, when you and I and, and TJ went out and we shot a video out there. You know, that was kind of a strange thing. But yeah, you just uh, you, you, you just go out and do it. We 
don't need any preparation or training. When I shared this message uh, on a Sunday, I, I shared about climbing Mount Everest. It's 29,000 feet high. And I said, you just don't go and all of a sudden say, hey, boys, let's the four of us go climb Mount Everest today. Let's just go on a little hike. Let's just put, you put some warm clothes on. Let's go. Man, you don't do that. you got to prepare. In fact, some people, it takes two months to climb Mount Everest. And I somebody put an article on my desk actually this morning. Uh, Judy Dyer in her church, her her cousin had climbed years ago. He climbed it twice. Wow. But, uh, but when you get to 26,000 feet, uh, above that is called the death zone. The last 3,000 feet, very few climb that. Over 200 have died trying to climb that. And they died. Because they were not prepared for what they were going to, to face. Mm. They were prepared for, for the first 26,000 feet, but didn't realize the level that they needed to be to climb that. That, tr- that trip certainly wasn't for the faint of heart, but they had to be ready. And folks, that's just exactly like it is in our walk with God and our climb with serving Him. He wants us to be ready, and, and we got to do something about it. So how are you preparing to be ready? How are you preparing to know Jesus in a greater manner? Jesus says this in Matthew 12, 36 and 37. But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account of the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. So, Max, you are the Bible scholar here. So, yeah, you're the young guy, so I, I know you're the Bible scholar because you went to Calvary Chapel uh, School there in Marietta. So you've got to have this down. But but it says, for by your words you've been acquitted, by your words you will be condemned. Where are we going with that? Oh, man. It's, it's, I think that, that sentence makes anyone a little nervous, you know? Yeah. I, the Lord, is he has expectations for Absolutely. all of us. And what we're saying, how we're living, how... Has some, yeah, some implications. Just thinking out of the heart, you know, the man speaks so that if you have good words, you know, coming out, you kind of be judged by those fruits. Um, if you have careless words or um, negative words, you know, in this time right now, you hear a lot of things, and people are so nervous or so negative, or you know, and as Christians, we have an opportunity to let our light shine in this darkness, and you know, through our faith in Him and um, our peace and even joy, we can really shine our lights, you know, in this in this time where people are a little ruffled. We have a great opportunity to let our words be very impactful. We do. You know, the pastor can talk all day about it, but until one truly makes a commitment, things will not change. And after the commitment, it's a journey, and he wants to prepare for the journey. Yeah. You know, we must sustain our standards of preparation. Don, you've been in ministry for years and years and years, you know, and and you've had to teach people. What has been the, what do you think has been the greatest tool for the people you've taught as far as uh, learning how to be prepared in their spiritual walk? I know I'm putting you on the spot because we haven't discussed this. but Oh, no, that's, uh, as you look at the scripture, as Max and Dewey pointed out, the the words can be empty. It's it's how we put our put the feet to our words, and mm-hmm. and you, such a contrast now as we watch the the whole situation play out. With here, we've got people who are jumping in and doing positive things. You know, Disney donated all their food that they're not going to use to um, homeless people, and and you see even even some of the people coming up and putting things um, on the internet as positive. But yet on the other side, you see people. Trying to take advantage of people, yes, and so did. here, so here, as as the Christian, it's a time for us to stand 
and be ready to to show people that through all of this, God is still in control, and it doesn't. It may not seem like it, but He is. With that said, folks, that's the last words for the day. And thanks, Pastor Don. Thanks, uh, Max and Dewey. And we'll continue this conversation tomorrow. Lord bless you. Go out and make a difference. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.